the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The power it took to raise Jesus from the dead is the power that is available to you and I. You know, just as we all long for rest, happiness, and contentment in this life, I think we all long for power as well, the ability to finish well, continue on in this life, and strength. Well, the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is available to us as believers in Christ, and the Apostle Paul talks about it here in Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Hi, and welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We're looking at the power of Jesus' resurrection. And here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman to get things started. What if Jesus never wanted to use you to do anything but sit at his feet and get to know him? Would you be content with that? Would I be content with that? Would I be content with just saying, Lord, no, I just want to know you. This is what Apostle Paul said. And Apostle Paul, running from city to city, I want to know you. Being in a prison, unjust, I want to know you. He said, in a hungers often, I want to know you. He says, in thirst often, I want to know you. In fastings often. Being left for dead, I want to know you. All this was about him knowing God. Your quest is about knowing God. Do I I know him? Moses would have never knew about what he knew about God if God hadn't brought him to the Red Sea. If he hadn't gone through the wilderness for a while. It's in those moments that you're getting a greater glimpse of who he is. Some of us would never know him as a sustainer if you never had lack in your life. (laughs) That I might know him. That I might know him. You never know him as your redeemer if you had not needed redemption. You'd never know him as your justifier if you had not needed to be justified. All of it is for his glory that you might know him, that you might get a greater glimpse of who he is. Some of you really know him as your healer. Because you saw him raise you up from that deathbed. That I might know him. And all of this is about knowing. You never know how the the, the strength of his favor in your life. If you had not applied for that job knowing that you weren't fully qualified and you watched God. Open the door. And all you can say is God. So many things and so many ways that God is teaching us through life's circumstance about him. But this was Apostle Paul's quest. He said that I might know him. Do you know him? It's one thing for me to tell you about him. But do you know him? 
And do you and I have, do you and I have a desire to know him more? That Lord, I want you to be in my finances. I want you to be in my family. I want you to be in my health. I want you to be, when I get up to drive to work in the morning, I want you to be sitting right there with me. Well, I want you to be in every, can I have an amen in here today? I want you to be involved in everything. I want to know you and I want you to be with me. That I might, now listen saints, that if I know you, then I'm able to discern the deceptions. The false Christ. And the false messages. This is what Apostle Paul said. He says that I might know him. He says in verse 10, and the power of his what? Resurrection. He said, I don't just want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. The same power that got him out of the grave. Mm, I can feel this right now. The same power that got him out of the grave. I want that same power to be pulsating through my veins. I want to know this. I want to know the power of his resurrection. There's no way that you can experience resurrection if you have not chosen to die to yourself. It's not until you die to yourself that you really experience resurrection power. And what I mean die to yourself is die to all your selfish ambitions and prides and lusts and fears. When you take that old man and you say, Lord, the same way you died on the cross is the same way I'm taking up my cross. And I want you to kill that old me that I might experience the new me that has been resurrected by the power of God. It's not just, and he talks about this here, and he talks about resurrection, and then he says resurrection again. One is the resurrection that he's working in your life on a day-to-day basis. The other is the physical resurrection that all of us are going to experience at his return, he says in verse 11. But the issue here is, is resurrection will not be foreign to you if you're dying daily. Did you just hear what I said? Resurrection would not be foreign to you if you're dying daily. This is the power of his resurrection. That every day I'm taking up my cross, I'm denying myself, and I'm following him, and I'm making a decision that, Lord, I want to experience the power of your resurrection. The more and more I give up of who I am, like Apostle Paul did, the more I experience this newness of life. I never dreamed I could love people the way I love them now. You never dreamed that you could forgive somebody that you know you really want to hit with a brick. You never dreamed that you could smile at your coworker. You never dreamed that you could be quiet when you know that you have been wronged. But when you're experiencing resurrection power and the old you is dying and the new you is coming alive and he's coming alive and he's coming alive, something in you says, I can do all things through Christ. Who's... It's, about, it's about resurrection just isn't a one day event. He said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. That now for Apostle Paul, he knew that the same life that hung on the cross, that went to the grave, 
And the same life that got up out of the grave was the same life that now was in on the inside of him. And this same life was keeping him alive, was causing him to overcome, was causing him to help and helping him to put to death his old man, helped him to realize that everything else is rubbish. When it comes to the excellence of the knowledge of who Christ is, that same law, uh, that same life taught him about the fruit of the spirit of God. The same life gave him resurrect, uh, gave him resurrection power to write 13, some say 14 books in this holy canon. It was that same life that when they stoned him and left him for dead that caused him to get up off the ground and keep on preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ of life. Why? Because he had life in him. He had resurrection power in him. And it's the resurrection power that caused him just to keep going and going. And people are falling on his left and people are falling on his right. But Apostle Paul was resolute within his mind and was focused on the task. And it was the resurrection power that kept him going. And it's the same thing for you. When you have resurrection power, there's no quitting in you. You can't quit. You have to go. You have to do it. You have to be faithful. You want to be faithful. I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going all the way. Why? Because the power of God is on the inside of me. And this is what happens for all of us when when we come to Christ. He said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. That man, there's life in me. There's something going on on the inside of me. That I'm not just a church goer. I'm not just, I am the temple of the living God. And his life is dwelling on the inside of me. That same life that withstood temptation. That same life that overcame the devil's testings. The same life that helped to heal the the sick. That raised the dead. That walked on water. That spoke profoundly. That same life is now on the inside of me. That same resurrection power is on the same inside of me. I can go further than I've ever gone. I can do more than I've ever done. I can speak by the power that abides and dwells within me. That his life has become my life. His resurrection power has become my resurrection power. And Apostle Paul stops and he said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Do you know the power of his resurrection? This is what he's saying. I want to know more of this. And for all of us as saints, we've painted a Jesus that is weak and beggarly. And that is just our good buddy. And just a nice guy. And he's just, oh, he's just. A, but, but do we understand how powerful he is? He speaks. And the men just fall down on the ground. He said, you have no power to arrest me or to hold me if it not been given to you from above. What he's letting them know is, listen, this first time I came, I came as a lamb. Can I have an amen? He said, but the second time I'm coming, he said, I'm coming like a lion. And you're going to see the fullness of my, can I have an amen? You'll see the fullness of my power. 
See, what happens is that same power, that same resurrection power, the same power, the scripture says, that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's alive in you right now. Can I preach about this this morning? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you right now. There's a strength in you. Have you tapped into it? Only way to do it is say, Pastor Kaufman, I got, I'm, will, I'm giving up of myself that I might gain all of him. He doesn't stop there. He says... And the power of his resurrection. And then he says in verse 10. He says, and the fellowship of his suffering. He says, being conformed to his death. And this is the, this is the issue. Are we willing to identify with Jesus Christ, not only just in his resurrection, but also in his sufferings or in his death? And this is why I keep hammering this point. You can't get life until you're willing to experience death to yourself. And that means that there's a suffering aspect to walking with Christ that we all have to embrace. And that's why I'll say it again. Christianity is not a popularity contest. I was reading an article the other day. <coughs> written by a guy in New York Times and whatnot. And he was talking about how, how only, he said... The thing that we we have to do to get Christians to accept, you know, the homosexual agenda and all these other agendas. He says, we have to make them bow. This was in the New York Daily newspaper. He said, we have to make them bow. I read it. So we have to make them bow. They have to change their doctrinal position. (laughs) <laughs> and I just laugh. So you can't, these people crazy. You can't change this. You can't, who you think you are? You, you know, I'm not, and I'm not, a, I'm not one of those vigilantes. I don't go, you know, going off on homosexuals and different things like that and going off on people. I'm not, I don't, hey, listen. I, let's, let, me share, let me share some my heart on this issue, okay? Listen, saints. You know, and, and let me say this by saying this. You know, I have two, two family members that are gay. I love them. I am not tripping. I love you. I love you. And you know what? And, and let me say this. And for me, the issue is, it doesn't matter what my opinion is or your opinion is. What did God's word say? I mean, that's just the bottom line is, what did he say in this Bible? Now, and God gives every man and woman the power of choice. Now, what I mean by this, there's a decision that, that, that you make. If you want to do that, people can do a lot of things that are contrary to God's will. But when it's all said and done, whether, it's, whether you like me or not, or, or you like God or not, or you like whatever you like, at the end of the day, everybody is going to have to stand before God to give an account of what they did in the body, whether good or evil. Everybody 
And God alone is the one who determines what is good and what is evil. And he'll do that. So I'm not going to be fighting with you. I'm just the messenger, man. But the issue here is, is this. Am I willing to stand with God regardless of cultural backlash? That's a part of suffering. Am I willing to go through the hard times with God that I might identify with him in all things? And, and this is what Apostle Paul is saying. He says that I might know him. He says, and the power of his resurrection. It's the power of his resurrection that helps to strengthen us and, and empower us to go through with whatever we need to go through to, to finish our course through life. It's the power of his resurrection. And it's in his resurrection that we truly find the life that we're looking for and the strength that we need to do all things through Christ that strengthens. And I think for all of us here, we have to stop and say to ourselves, do I know him? Do I know the power of his resurrection? And am I willing to identify with him in the fellowship of his sufferings? Because there's going to be moments when I'm going to have to go through those moments. He said, and being conformed to the image of his death, I've lost myself, but I've gained myself. I've lost myself, but I've gained myself through the power of his resurrection. This is what God is looking for for every single person in this room. Saints, Christianity isn't just about going to church. Though we need to go to church and we need to be assembled with the, with the saints. And we need not forsake the assembling of the saints. We need, we got to get a part of the pack. Get in the pack. But it's much deeper than that. It is saying, God, now that I've, I've accepted you, you've accepted me, you've brought me in. Lord, I want to experience you and I want to experience the, the, the power of your resurrection. I want a new life. I want a newness of life. That only comes through you. And I want to stop and I want to say this in closing. Saints, one of the the, the worst things to do is to be in a position where you and I have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. People have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. What is the power? It's the resurrection, the power of his resurrection. It's the light that he supplied. He says to have, that they had the same right, or Apostle Paul said they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. They deny that which causes them to be different. That strengthens them. That causes them to be overcomers in their life. They're denying, they're resisting it. They're not allowing it to have its full effect because in some ways, saints, we love and we like ourselves too much. But I love Apostle Paul because he said that title is rubbish. He said all the phylacteries, rubbish. All the way you lifted me up, you can take it. All the way that you think that I'm this and that, you can have it. Everything that you think is, is, is makes me who I am, you can have it. That I might attain the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. 
and that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, that I might really embrace everything that he is. And let me say this in closing. When you're willing to do that, and when I'm willing to do that, who would have ever thought, and I know Apostle Paul would have never thought that 2,000 years later that I would be preaching about him. He was willing to give up all of his popularity and stuff. And and I know in his mind, he had no clue that 2,000 years later, this bald-headed preacher would be sitting up in a room packed with people talking about his faithfulness and his commitment and his desire to experience the resurrection power of Christ and know it. And that thousands and thousands and millions and billions of people would know who the Apostle Paul was. Just because you're giving up doesn't mean that God won't bless you on the other side more than you can even imagine or dream, can even comprehend. Listen, say, there was no internet. There was no Twitter. There is no Instagram. There's no nothing. Pastor Paul, he just wrote a letter. And billions of people all over the world, they know who Apostle Paul is. That, and, and, and I say this because, saints, on the other side of your obedience and your willingness, God will turn around and bless you and blow your mind. He'll cause you to experience something you never dreamed you could. But are you willing to die to self that you might gain life? Father, we come before you here this morning. And... You've said in your word that you are the resurrection and you are the life. Father, what we need is life. All the stuff. We praise you for the stuff. But Apostle Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. This morning we want to know your resurrection. We won't just want to know that you were resurrected. We want to know the power of your resurrection. We know that you were resurrected, Lord Jesus. We know that you got up out of that grave. We know that you're sitting on the right hand of the Father and you are our high priest. We know that you're our advocate. We know that you stand beside us and you've given us your Holy Spirit and your Spirit is in us. But this morning, Lord, we want to know the power of of your resurrection we want to know that that caused you to get up out of the grave that caused you to save out millions of millions and millions of people all over the world that same power God we want that power to be alive in us and even as you're killing an aspect of us you're killing the old us we want to experience the new us through your resurrection And Father, I pray today for everyone in the sound of my voice that, Lord, this would be our desire and something we would hunger for. We want to know the fullness of your love and the fullness of your joy and your peace. We want to know the fullness of of the resurrection in our lives. We want the resurrection to become clear within us. We want it 
to, to, to be tangible within us. That we can look in the mirror and say, You're, we're not the old us. There's a new us. There's a new me. Whew, glory to God. There's a newness of life that's in me now. And I pray for every single one of us. This becomes our passion. Not just to be, to do something for you as a, as a member of the church and as a Christian, but to become something in you to come alive. That you would bring us to life. That we would experience the power of your resurrection. That we know it in us. That every day we choose to die daily. We die to ourselves. Every day you raise us again anew and afresh. People see us and say, what happened to you? And we can tell them that, that we are alive in Christ. Fullness of his person is alive in me. He's alive in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945 you can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.